Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the world that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated world, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. Dennis Amatovu Ode from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry. Remember, we had said that we are launching of our beautiful program that we shall be uh, bringing you here. So, I want you to prepare your brother, your sister, wherever your sister, your brother is. We want to bless God for this wonderful time. And uh, as I told you, I come from Freedom Experience Ministry. I want you to call your, your friend, invite your, your friend, share the, the audio, and we shall keep on uh, sharing it wherever it can be able to reach. We thank the Lord for this wonderful, beautiful opportunity. He avails us on Facebook and on other social medias. I tell you, we have got to use this opportunity. We have got to spread the word of God. We have got to share the word of life. The grace of God is always sufficient. I see several people on this uh, Facebook platform. Uh, they are doing good. They are doing good and we appreciate, we glorify God. And also as a ministry, we have a lot of programs that we, we put online uh, on Freedom Experience Radio, on, um, on, on all pl platforms, on our website, on our uh, Facebook page. And we see that uh, there is a number of following. Now, I, I was in of this wonderful ministry with you every morning some 30 to 45 minutes and I request that you build you build our network you build a, a platform with us by sharing this audio um, in five minutes I will be starting off what what have we come to do we have come to share the deep things of God in the scriptures we have come to share with you the life that we have seen the vision that we have captured from the word of God we have come. We have come to put it on display so that you get to see what the Lord is doing uh, within us and what he is teaching us. Glory to God for that. So even today, uh, let us uh, wait some few people to, to click in, share and uh, follow so that we enjoy this together in the name of Jesus. We worship him this morning. We worship him for this wonderful grace. We bless the Lord. We glorify Him. We say thank you, Holy Spirit, for this wonderful opportunity that you have availed us. We pray for everybody that will be um, joining wherever they are in Jesus' mighty name. Let the Spirit of God touch them. Let the power of the Holy Spirit meet them from wherever they are. Let your grace be sufficient to anybody who is going to turn in and 
listen and follow in Jesus' mighty name. I pray for everybody wherever they are. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for them that the grace of God may increase even as they share, even as they share this wonderful uh, series that we're going to be sharing uh, on this platform. Uh, we are a teaching ministry and we believe that the Holy Spirit has called us in this generation so that we uh, share together this wonderful grace. And um, I want to tell you a little about our ministry, Freedom Experience Ministry, so that you get to know we are a teaching ministry that uh, uh, is grounded in the word and uh, we are driven by a purpose that ye believers may subjecti subjectively realize the full knowledge of that truth. You see, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 2, 4, that God desires that people get saved. But after getting saved, he wants them to come to the full knowledge of that truth. And we are a ministry that is bringing people towards that truth, the acknowledgement of the truth, the experience of the truth. We normally use the word experience. That's why we are called freedom experience, whereby we want to take you deeper uh, deeper than knowledge, but we go deeper in understanding, acknowledgement, and uh, in the experience of the Word of God to be to us as life, as light, as grace, as truth, according to John chapter 1. The Bible says in John chapter 1 that uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Bible continues to tell us that in Him was life, and this life became the light of men. The Bible continues to say in John 1 uh, that the word became flesh, it dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Now all these verses that you see in John chapter 1, they are talking about this God, Jesus Christ, incarnating to become man, to bring us to God. So we see that this is God expressed. We see that this word life of God imparted into who those who believe. We see that this to those that come to, to, to the word, and it is God shining as light unto us. We see that the word of God is grace that is enjoyed uh, by us, the children of God. Those that come see that the word of God is the truth realized. The truth realized. You see? So, as a minister, to several platforms from our things that we do in episodes in, and, and other videos to bring this truth to believers that they may subjectively realize the full knowledge of that truth. So that we want you to experience God wherever you are. We want you to seek the word of God. It becomes life. So that this Christ becomes light unto you grace unto you hallelujah so that he becomes grace unto you you understand uh, so that you realize that total freedom in Christ comes by experiencing this acquired truth that you see in the scriptures a lot of people are studying the Bible they are reading the Bible they are sharing the Bible preaching the Bible teaching the Bible people have gone into uh, theology schools and other Bible schools and institution people have got through discipleship classes they have got through they have gone through 
But the question is, have people come to the full realization? Have acknowledgement of the truth? Because between knowledge and acknowledgement, there is a difference between knowledge, that doctrinal knowledge, uh, mere knowledge, and the experience, the understanding, the application of that you have known. I to go deeper in the word of God, you see. And the Bible says <clears throat> that this word God, he has shown us God. He you cannot at God. Christ has expressed God. Jesus come a word, the word incarnated, to be life, to be life unto us. He has become that to you, to take this word wherever you are, to walk with this word, to share this word, that this word becomes part of your life, to say that you take him in your business. He has become a word that you need every morning, a word that you need to go with wherever you go. In the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ has explained everything, has become all this. And the Bible says that uh, this word has become light. It has become the light to for Christ Jesus Christ. If you need a light so that you live in the uh, uh, here, and to every vessel that is ready to share this Christ, the all-inclusive Christ, we want to see that the believers, wherever they are, and those that have not come to know Christ, they begin to see the full light and they begin to see the divine economy of God. I want to tell you God has a plan. And in our episodes and series here, I will be showing you the divine purpose of God. That if I'm born again, then God has got to bless me. God has got to blessing. I want to tell you that Christ is more than that. So we want to focus on what Christ came to do. And that is what we call the divine economy of God, the divine plan of God. God has a plan. And as we experience the word, we begin to remind God when he was giving us his desire. Did you know that God has a desire? He has a desire. And he wants this desire to be fulfilled. And when we get saved, we have come to the first step. We have come to a level whereby we are able now to see, to enter into the mind of God, to see what he thinks when he's giving us his precious son, what is in, in the mind of God. And once as born again, we've got to seek that. We have got to find that. We have got to pursue Christ. And this is why we come out to build the body of Christ. We want to see that the people that have accepted, that have seen the vision of Christ, they turn into disciples. They are supposed to turn into disciples. People who are experiencing the living to enjoy freedom in the world. You see, the Bible says, free indeed. He wants you to acquire total freedom. But for you to understand total freedom, you have got to come to that full realization. Hallelujah. The full acknowledgement, the full experience of Christ. You have come to come to the subjective Christ. You see, when I tell you that uh, there is uh, two kinds of truth, there is what we call the subjective truth, and there is what we call the objective truth. Most of us, what happens after acquiring go deeper to enjoy that truth, to open your eyes, to open your spirit, to see that the objective truth turns to subjective truth. 
You see? So my prayer is that we need to go deeper in the word. We need to go deeper in Christ. We need to go deeper in the enjoyment of this wonderful Christ. So this is our burden, even as we are going to be sharing. Today we are launching what this wonderful teaching series, um, which we have named Experiencing Christ Daily. We want you to take Christ daily. We want you to enjoy Christ daily. We want you to see this vision of Christ on a daily basis. And I believe that uh, the moment we go deeper, you begin to enjoy wonderful secrets of God. For example, if I'm to take you in the book of Colossians, you will see that they are deep secrets. And in the book of Colossians, you can see the revelation of Christ. You can see uh, when you pay a full attention, when you look at the background of the book of Ephesians, you see that there are some verses that are warning us. They are warning us that uh, we should see uh, the situation that was going on and the very situation that is going on, warning us to beware. Uh, that there are some people that carry us off as spoil uh, through their philosophies, through their empty deceits, through their human traditions, through their, um, according to the elements of the world. Let me give you one verse so that we begin from there. Today, um, I request you like, you share, you keep on following. The Bible says, chapter 2 Colossians chapter is chapter 2 verse 8 yes look at this verse it says this was Paul writing to the Colossians it tells them in chapter 2 verse 8 it says that um, beware lest any man um, through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. You see that Paul is telling them, be careful. Let no man uh, spoil you. Let no man uh, divert you, distract you uh, from uh, taking you into philosophy, into empty deceit, into um, tradition of men. Now he mentions things that make people to go away from Christ. And he says, the elements of the world and not according to Christ. So you see that the, the, the only resort was, the only direction is supposed to be, people are supposed to take you according to Christ, preach according to Christ, minister according to Christ, not according to any other thing. Now when you see this verse, it has got four negative things which can cause us to be carried off as captives. Paul mentions philosophy as one of the things that take people away from that take people away from Christ, empty deceit. Paul mentions tradition of men that which take people away from Christ. Paul mentions also the elements of the world. I'll explain these things. So you see that in the eyes of fallen man, philosophy is very good. People go to learn and study philosophy so that they increase on in their knowledge of things and uh, it appears very good. It is the most highly developed product of culture. People want to have the highest, the development of the product of culture, you see. So when we talk about the elements of the world, elementary principles of certain teachings, you see when you go around, people have developed several teachings, several doctrines. Um, this also may also regard people um, 
people are highly regarded by the society because they have these deep, deep teachings, deep doctrines, and this appears to be good also. But we see that philosophy and deceit and tradition and elements of, of this world, all these things, they cause us to be carried off as a prey. We are carried off. People have come to Christ, but they are carried off by these other doctrines, uh, rather traditions, that are the philosophy, deceits, elements of the world. Paul is warning. When we come to verses uh, 16 of Colossians, you will see, um, verse 16, it says that let no eating and in drinking or in rest a feast or a new moon. Now Paul causes, goes, on, goes on to tell them that uh, be careful, let no man um, judge you when you are eating, judge you when you are drinking, what you are drinking, what you are eating, uh, or the feast or, or new moon. These are things that are, uh, the Bible was talking about in the, new t in the Old Testament, that uh, people could, the, 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 the Jews could uh, confirm to themselves that they are, they, are, they are followers of God by keeping them, the, the new moon, the Sabbaths. We see that there is a list of a number of things that are, appear to be positive even today in, in our day-to-day -day life. Uh, like the proper eating, drinking, feasting, new moon, Sabbath. People want to keep such things. And Paul is warning the church of Colossians like the way he's warning the church today. Not to let anyone judge them with respect of these things. How have these religious uh, religions come and doctrines come and uh, denomination come they do come because people they have acquired a certain um, a certain earth uh, doctrine uh, belief and uh, they are respecting some things and then then they be begin their denomination because they stick on that thing which is other than christ now when you read in colossians chapter 2 verses 18 you will see you will see Colossians chapter 2, verse 18. The Bible says that, Let no man beguile you. Let no man... Uh, it says that, Let no man uh, purposely defraud you of your prize um, in humility and worship of angels. I think... Some people, they stand on those things. They have seen visions, dreams, and uh, they stick on those vainly. Um, it says that, Vainly puffed up by the minds of his flesh the prize spoken of uh, of you see that they, they say that uh, they are vainly puffed up by the mind of his flesh they are talking about the mind of uh, his flesh can you imagine people look for things that are going to bless only their soul life they don't take them deeper in the spiritual life and when we come to follow, and if you come to follow us, you discover that we want to take people from those things they know as superficial things. We want to take you deeper into the secrets of the Word of God, into the revelations of the Word of God, so that you go deep. In the Bible, we see that several people began to worship angels. They began to uh, to develop their uh, doctrines and religions based on what they have seen, based on what they have studied, based on their um, elements of the world, and they attach their philosophy and they begin their denomination. And this is what is the what has been hindering the body of Christ. The body of Christ has been attacked by these things by these uh, positive, they appear to be positive, but they are not life. 
There is no life in them. There is a mixture of cultures that has flooded the church. A mixture of, of cultures that has come into the church. When you move around, you see that the church should be a house which is filled with Christ. Not a house which is a uh, um, uh, mixture of other uh, deep teachings, elements, and um, um, these denominations and doctrines. People, they are following this stuff and they have got these wonderful education qualifications in such things. But they have failed to come to Christ. They have not constituted the body of Christ with Christ. The church is supposed to be filled with Christ, not with culture, not with um, uh, other elements, not with other philosophies. So we see there is a mix, a mixture in the church. There is all uh, these other things that have come in. Uh, through philosophy, through much, much, much education, through through much, much research, and people, they minister such things, and they fail to come to Christ, you see? So, we want the content of the church to be nothing other than Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, we see that these good elements of culture, uh, especially philosophies, religion, they have invaded the church and they are saturating the body of Christ. They are bringing a veil to those that have believed. They are bringing a veil and we have got to open the people's eyes by removing this veil and showing them one thing that is um, uh, desired, one thing that is important and that is Jesus Christ. People have gone to come and they have got to see Christ like today being a Sunday, people are preparing to go to church. People are preparing to preach, pastors and ministers, prophets. But we pray that every ministry everywhere should show people Christ and the fullness of Christ and everything that Christ is. These good elements, these good achievements, these philosophies and other um, cultures, they should not be the, the, the heading or the message of the day. So, when you look into the Bible, you see that people could worship angels. People could worship even people. People could worship things. And uh, they could go into superior uh, worship of uh, spiritual things other than Christ. When you look into the church of Colossians, you could see that um, there was angel worship still. There was idolatry in the place, in the place, in the, in the uh, city of Colossae. And uh, there was also idolatry and high culture. And people could worship animals. There are some countries, some nations that have got many gods, you see, and they worship those things which they don't know. But the only desired thing is that people should come possess Christ. People should come take Christ. So even today's religion, some pastors and ministers may allow their own personalities to replace Christ. And the person is... Um, preaching his personality other than preaching Christ. Some pastors and ministers may even begin to uh, promote their personalities to replace Christ, you understand? So uh, we see that the devil has invaded the body of Christ and we have got to open our eyes. The name of Christ may be found in Christianity, in churches. People may profess to be followers of Christ. They, sh they can even mention Christ. They can even worship Christ. But when it becomes to go, uh, when it comes to go deep in, uh, in the word of truth, people do not go. They, they, they are limited. They are limited with the personalities of people and the achievements of ministry and what. And these things, they keep on re uh, repeating them as, and they be until they become a teaching, until they become, 
a, a, a belief, until they become a philosophy, until the body of Christ. But I want to tell you today, we have got to look back into the scriptures and we see in the entire 66 books that we see Christ. See that in the entire 66 books that you have in the Bible, you see Christ. Don't see any other thing. All the things that you see in the Bible, they are pointing at Christ. If you are to read the Bible, if you are to pray for people, if you are to teach, you have got to see that you teach Christ. You present Christ to the people. You take Christ to the people. You understand? Whatever we do, whatever we assume to, to, to do in the body of Christ, let it be Christ. So, we have some people that have become attractive with their powerful personalities. They use their personalities to draw people, not to Christ, but to themselves. People can use their personalities and what they have achieved, what they have become, uh, to draw people. They, people have got means of drawing people into them uh, unto themselves, but not unto Christ. And this is the reason that uh, we see there is uh, many Christians' uh, compliments and even... Uh, praise and personal of, of the personalities of certain people of certain ministers of god than people worshiping god people seeing god they are now seeing people they are now going for people they are not going for christ my prayer is that let us experience christ daily in everything that we do let us don't look at the strong personalities of people let us not be attracted by people's uh, uh wonderful um and fluent English and um, deep, deep words that they use. Let us look unto Christ in those, whatever they do. So we have got to choose. We have got to, to go into a particular church. And when you go there, you have got to see that you see Christ in that church. Once you see, don't, you don't see any Christ in, in the ministry, you don't see any form of godliness, then check yourself whether you're in the right place, you understand. So uh, we are in the Lord is uh, recovering these end times and we are recovering the pure word of God. We are recovering, we are doing our best to see that there is a recovery of Christ in the body of Christ. So that Christ comes back on the platform. Every gift that we have received, every miracle that we do is supposed to point at Christ. You see, when a person after he has re received a healing, he has received a deliverance, he has received a word of prophecy, let everything that appears to be good in the body of Christ. Point that person to Christ. Let it bring that person deeper in Christ, deeper in the knowledge of Christ because the only gift God gives to them, mankind is Christ and the fullness of Christ and the riches of Christ. So let not these riches that come with Christ, let, let, let them not like um, uh, blind us. Let them, let not, let, don't allow them to become a veil that is going to, 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 to cover you so that you no longer see Christ, you are seeing the gifts. You no longer see Christ, you are seeing the miracles. You no longer see Christ, you are seeing the teachings. You no longer see Christ, you are seeing the magnificent church, the magnificent, uh, the glories that are in the presence of God. Let all these things end up pointing people to Christ, not to uh, just externalities. You see, this is damaging the body of Christ and we have got to rise up as children of God wherever you are to begin to see Christ, to begin to enjoy Christ. Nothing should substitute Christ, not even our good character, not even our good behavior. Nothing is supposed to become a substitute for Christ. Nothing is supposed to become a substitute for Christ. You see, now, because the church is composed of human beings, it is difficult for the church 
separated from society. You discover that the church is going to live in the society. You cannot separate uh, the church from the society because it is filled with the human beings. And uh, and the, when you go to the society, you see that there is a composition of of cultures. And um, as a church, we are separated from the world. The Bible says we are in the world, but not of the world. However, you see that the church must remain in the society. We cannot do away with the society. We are going to live in the society. We are going to be uh, uh, to do ministry within the society. Uh, as a normal human living, you need the society. Now, how a unit of people without be influenced by culture. How can a church be in the society without culture? Be saved from the influence of our culture background. Culture background. You see, every one of us, you come from a culture background, and there are some beliefs there. There are cultures that you are supposed. People are entitled to, as if to move with them. But as a believer in the Lord, we do love another we have got to love another nevertheless we may have a special love for those uh with with a background similar to ours like for example people are coming from the western they love their fellow uh western westerners and because they share the same culture and that love is not pure love because you love a person because he has got uh the, the background that is similar to yours you see so when we look at such things operating in the church of life today we see that Christ is replaced with culture. Christ is replaced with culture. And uh, that's why people was talking uh, to the people of uh, Colossians, telling them to get rid, to be aware of such things, to come out of such things. So my encouragement is, as we are going to be going deeper in the word in this wonderful teaching series, I want us to begin to see that everything must point at Christ. Everything must point towards Christ. So we see that um, when you go in the book of Colossians still, you discover that um, it was pointing us back to that wonderful revelation, to that wonderful uh, purpose of God. And the Holy Spirit inspired to write these books so that uh, when you look into the episodes of Paul, you will see, you will see that uh, he was aiming at one thing, that people pursue Christ. He was aiming at one thing, that people follow Christ. They follow Christ. Every book that you see Paul writing in his episodes is pulling people back from those wonderful things, even good things that are in the church, you understand. He's bringing them back to the realities of Christ. So, as a church, as a body of Christ, we have got to endeavor by the grace of Christ to have People who have got a living word, people who enjoy Christ, people who um, like they are pursuing Christ to dispense the all-inclusive Christ to the people, so that they enjoy Him, they experience Him, they 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 use Him in their day-to-day -day lives. You understand? So, what is God's heart's desire? God has a desire. He has a desire. Our message, uh, our series, will be talking about experiencing Christ daily. I've got to share several things happening in the Bible, in the Scriptures, and in the body of Christ today. We see that God has called us to present the truths contained um, in the New Testament. We want to bring them to the ministers, to the believers, to become your life supply. 
life and he has supplies and this life has come with the supply of life so that we can solve some common and hard problems now when you go in the bible you discover that there are some common problems there are some hard problems we just read the bible we cannot see the depth of those things um, in the new testament but we want to take you and open your eyes in every book of the new testament and we will be showing you the christ experience freedom in everything that you study you're supposed to see light when you're opening your scriptures the bible shows us that um in in first timothy first timothy chapter 3 verse 15 and 16 we see that there is a mystery the bible is opening unto us let me open for you first first timothy Three verses 15 that and that from childhood this is uh second timothy i'm reading first timothy sorry first timothy says chapter 3 verses 15 it says that but if i tarry long if i tarry long paul says that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the heart. Commanding Timothy that he should know how to behave himself in the ground of truth. And the Bible says that great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on, on the, in the world, and received up into glory. And this is the mystery that Paul wants us to see. The God who was manifest. And this verse implies that not only Christ himself as the head, but also the church as the body is the manifestation of God in the flesh. When you go just know that the church is the manifestation of God in the flesh, just as Christ was. And when the church grows in Christ with the growth of God, according to Colossians 2.19 because when we go back to Colossians 2.19 you see that the, 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 word, the, the, the Bible says that the church must grow but the growth that is supposed to grow is the growth that is in Christ Colossians says in 2.19 for you in case you don't know it says 2.19 our book today has been majorly Colossians it says that um, let me verse from uh, start from verses 18. Let no man beguile you in your reward in a voluntary, in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands, having nourishment ministered and knit together increases with the increase of God. In other words, the body of Christ must increase with the increase of God. With the increase of Christ. Nothing is supposed to increase the, the church. The church is supposed to be increased by Christ. Increased by the increase of God. And nothing external, external, like no externalities can increase the body of Christ. The body of Christ is a reality. It is a living house. Um, and uh, it is a body, an organism that cannot be built up by anything outside Christ. That cannot be built up by anything minus Christ. All other things that we use, they do not build the body of Christ. The only thing that builds the body of Christ is 
Christ himself is the, the material, is the component. So the reality of the house, of the dwelling place of the living God is in our spirit. When you look at the believers coming in assembly as believers, they gather together, they, uh, they make a house, they make a dwelling place of the living God. But when we come to, as a church, we become the, the, the dwelling place of God and this dwelling place of God is in our spirit. That means that when we gather together as the body of Christ, wherever we are, we are supposed to see that we tune to the spirit so that we create a among the fellowship once we turn to the spirit if you go for fellowship if you have come to a church you have got to turn to the spirit wherever you are and as you turn to the spirit then we are creating the body of christ we are we are creating the dwelling place you see the bible says in ephesians 2 uh ephesians chapter 2 uh verses verses 22 um i'll begin with verses uh For I have no man like-minded, I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, all are seeking their own, not the things which Jesus Christ is. Now this is Paul. He says that all people, as they are doing whatever they are doing, maybe in the body of Christ, there are some people that are seeking their own. They are not seeking the things of Christ. They're not seeking the things that belong to Christ. But when we come to verses 22 says, Ephesians 2.22, but they know, but you know the proof of him that as he says that, oh, okay, uh, that was Philippians 2, 2. one, Okay. It was appearing to be good, but let us check for our scripture. It's supposed to be Ephesians. 220 uh 220 to 22 it says yes i'm now in philippians philippians that was the other one was philippians. the bible says it says in ephesians 220 and built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets jesus christ himself being the chief cornerstone and in whom all the building fitly framed together grows unto it grows unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Now we are built whenever we come for fellowship as the body of Christ. Whenever you fellowship, there is a building. A building goes on, and this building is always continuous. Whenever we fellowship and we tune in the spirit, we are built up into a holy temple we are built up into a dwelling place for god and we need to live in our spirit always as body of christ when you come to christ you need to live and to live in the spirit when you fellowship as a body of christ you and after fellowshipping you need to turn to the spirit so that god can be manifested in the house in the church as the living god this is the work we are to do if we are to experience christ in his um, whenever we look at the church which is the house and the household of the living God which is also the pillar the church is the pillar the church is the base of truth you know the work of the pillar the work of the pillar is to support the building 
the work of the pillar is to see that the building is, is, is static, it is not moving. The base holds the pillar, but supports the building. When the Bible says that the, the church is the house and the household of God, living God, and the base of truth, then it means that the church is such a supporting pillar in the in the in the world and it holds the is where you can find the base of the truth in other words you cannot find truth elsewhere if you don't fellowship you don't go to church a proper church you will never find truth we come on these platforms to so that we extend the truth to you you begin to see the truth the question is what is the truth truth is the reality referring to real things which are revealed in the new testament referring to the, the real things which Christ has taught us in the Bible. That's what we call truth, reality. Whatever is written uh, concerning Christ and the church, according to God's New Testament economy, uh, whatever is written. You see, when you are reading your Bible, you've got to discover that from Genesis to Revelation, there is only one vision, only one vision. There are many books, but only one vision. And the vision you must see from Genesis Revelation is Jesus Christ and the church. If you don't see those things and you want to see all other things, you're going to go astray. All the things that are written, all the histories, all the stories, all the parables, all the negative things that happened, all the everything that you see in the Bible is supposed to point and uh, show you Christ and his church, the body. So when we come back, we see that um, the church, uh, uh, the, the church must be seen. Even Christ must be seen, because we have seen that um, in Colossians we saw that um, uh, the, the, the Christ is the mystery of God, but the church is the mystery of Christ. You see, we know about the mystery of God. Uh, the mystery of God is Christ. But what is the mystery of Christ? The mystery of Christ is the church. Then what is the mystery of the church? The mystery of the church is the Christ who is living in them daily. In other words, we are full of mysteries. We have to know the mystery of God. We have to know the mystery of Christ. We have to know the mystery of the church. So the church is Christ, according to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 4. The church is the mystery of Christ, but Christ is the mystery of God, according to Colossians 2.2. 2. You see? Christ and the church, uh, which is the head and the body, these are the contents of the reality of the New Testament. If our messages, if our preachings, we don't see Christ and the body of Christ, if we don't build the body of Christ, then we are wasting time. We are wasting causing people to talk on philosophies and doctrines and teachings and elements and cultures. So people must see Christ in everything that we do. People must find Christ in the name of Jesus. So we see that in the New Testament economy, uh, we see that we are supposed to to go for the church and once we go for the church we are supposed to see that there is Christ and the body of Christ can so when you look at the Bible saying in Colossians chapter 3 that and when Christ our life shall appear it talks about Christ being our life now the word our life is a strong indication that we need to experience Christ in our daily living because Christ is our life Christ is not our self Christ is not our soul Christ should be our life. Now, if Christ is not our life, then in our practical experience, when we come to church, when we fellowship, then we will we will begin to obtain some other things that are not 
Christ and we will remain Christ will remain objective if Christ is not experienced in a practical way as our life as our everything as any other thing good that you want to achieve then you will be knowing a Christ that who is not part of you a Christ who is outside you a Christ who is whom you are just preaching and teaching whom you are just listening and ministering but is not part of you that's what we call an objective Christ a Christ who is outside you but there is a Christ in you a Christ in you according to Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says that the, the mystery is Christ in you the hope of glory the mystery is Christ in you the hope of glory now when you look back in the book of Colossians you will see We are supposed to see that whenever we fellowship, whenever we open, we contact the word of God, you get the Christ who is in you, the Christ in you, the Christ in you. Hallelujah. The Christ in you is supposed to be your daily enjoyment, your daily experience, uh, your daily uh, 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 practice. You leave him out. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, uh, Paul was telling the Colossians that there is a mystery that has been hid for ages. Verses 26. Even the mystery which has been hid from age and from generations but now is made manifest to his saints in other words the mystery that was hidden from genesis uh, up to the day when christ came on earth up to when the day when christ resurrected it is now uh, revealed now we know it now it is among us the saints this mystery and the bible says to whom God should make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery now as this mystery has also got riches we shall come to know the same because we are only meaning with a few minutes to to close now we see that uh, the mystery has riches got riches and the bible continues to tell us that uh, but now is made manifest to the saints to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory and Paul says that in verse 28 whom we preach in other words when Paul was preaching wherever he went he was preaching Christ he never preached anything other than Christ he never preached anything minus Christ he says we preach Christ we warn every man and we teach every man in all wisdom they are teaching every man in all wisdom that that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus now i ca- the bible doesn't tell us to present every man perfect in gifts perfect in 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 his spiritual powers all these things are good and they are of Christ but all the things they are supposed to end up presenting man perfect in Christ If anything we do is minus Christ is not pointing at Christ then other things we are doing they are useless. He says we want to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. He says where unto I also labor striving according to his working which works in me mightily. Paul says he was laboring. He labored to preach Christ. He labored to see that any message he brings is pointing towards Christ. And this is supposed to be our labor. When you are reading your Bible, when you are listening to messages, seek for Christ. Look unto Christ. If you if anything doesn't bring you to Christ, then it's not of Christ. I will say, Christ is supposed to be our life. <clears throat> Christ is supposed to be our life. Christ is supposed to be everything. If Christ is not our life in a practical experience, I told you, 
attained nothing. We have obtained an obedience of us. The purpose as to why Christ went through all the processes that he had to go through, incarnation, crucifixion, burial, resurrection, so that we can attain him in a subjective way, so that we can enjoy him on a daily basis, so that he is now... Um, we can we can process him we can eat him we can take him we can experience him you see paul uses the word our life this indicates that we and christ and also god himself we have one life the life of god is the life of christ the life of christ is the life of the believer a believer is supposed to participate in this one life and to in order for us to participate in one life we are supposed to take christ and experience him and enjoy him and leave him out and this christ is supposed to be our life as believers the life of god is the life of christ the life of christ has also become our life glory to god for that so when we say that you have got to first know him as life your life for you to enjoy glory to god he has got to become your life christ must be our life practical in experiential way day by day we need to experience christ as our life we should have one life and live with one life which is jesus christ you see so i want also to uh, stop here for today my emphasis was to prepare you today to uh, to begin to follow this wonderful uh, series that we're going to be sharing here i'll be teaching deep 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 things in the word of god and uh, the, uh, the the program is going to into the things of God to understand the ways of God see the mysteries that are in the scriptures then please tune in and also share we want to build a good platform here we want to have a, a good audience so that people they can experience Christ with us God bless you for today this is Pastor Dennis Matov all the way from Kampala Uganda experience ministry to get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.